0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of case study today our topic is congenital talipes equinovirus aka ctev aka clubfoot and i'm joined today by another m2 my friend ryan jacobs ryan do you mind introducing yourself
1: hi everybody my name is ryan i am a second year here at the school of medicine i'm from louisville and i went here for undergrad and i have congenital Talipe equinoveris, which I'll just call Clubfoot from here on out.
0: Okay, perfect. It is definitely a mouthful. I feel like CTEV is easy, and so is Clubfoot, so we will stick with that. Um, Yeah, so before we really get into anything, I do want to go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of background on just lower limb development and then a little bit about Clubfoot itself, Um, so we'll start there. Sounds good. If you guys remember upper limb development from last block, this is basically a story that you guys have heard before um, with lower limb development. So around day 25 or 26, the lower limb bud will form and then we eventually get the apical ectodermal ridge, otherwise known as AER, which forms at the distal end of the developing limb and begins to encourage some growth and differentiation. The foot plate will form in the late fifth or early sixth week. And then in week seven, toes begin to develop with apoptosis of parts of the AER, and those remaining five sections will condense into digital rays. So very similar to the hand. Um, And then another similarity, after this kind of basic formation um, and ventral extension of the limb bud, we begin to see rotation in week seven and eight. Rotation will bring the lower limb into A more recognizable position with the big toes moving medially and the knees beginning to move anteriorly. Further rotation of the foot continues even beyond birth to achieve pronation so that the plantar surface of the foot will face the ground as it does when we're walking. But with CTEV or clubfoot there is a problem with this late limb development and rotation. We don't know exactly what causes clubfoot and in most cases it's idiopathic But what we do know is that the muscles in the posterior compartment of the leg are smaller and a lot of the tendons and ligaments will become fibrotic. So they're shortened and you don't get that full kind of range of ankle motion. This leads us to an inward rotation or adduction of the foot and a downward flexion. This is easy to remember if you know the origin of the word, so the big long name is congenital talipes equinovarus. So talipes comes from talus, meaning ankle, and pes, meaning foot. Equino, as we know from like equestrian, is just a word for horse. Um, and that comes from the heel being elevated in clubfoot. So that kind of looks like a horse's leg. And then varus is that inward turn. What we'll mostly focus on today is that shortening of the Achilles tendon, um, which we also know as the calcaneal tendon, which connects the calf muscles, which are the gastrocnemius and soleus muscles, to the heel or the calcaneus bone. This tendon, as we know, is important for ankle movements and assists in plantar flexion of the foot. The shortened tendon freezes the foot in plantar flexion, um, which I feel like is a little bit difficult to understand. So if you guys will indulge me, I want you to point your toe as hard as you can, and the Achilles tendon in this position is in its shortest configuration. Now I want you to focus on the back of your ankle where Achilles tendon is, and slowly flex your foot and toes, and you can really feel that tendon lengthening. With club foot, this tendon is too short to allow that length- lengthening to occur, so it prevents that. Clubfoot is actually pretty common, and it occurs in one to three of every 1,000 live births, which is a lot more common than I would have assumed, Um, and it is more common in males. I think about two times more likely to occur in males than females. 50% of cases are bilateral, Um, and Ryan, I think yours
1: is unilateral. Just one. Which side? Uh, Left.
0: Okay. um, and in most cases, as I said, this is idiopathic. It can be associated with a syndrome and it can also be caused by some like neurologic defects. Um, but in an otherwise normally developed child, we just call the cause idiopathic. So, Ryan, when you were diagnosed with clubfoot, and I guess you don't probably remember that because you were a baby, um, did your doctor have any theories about what might have caused your clubfoot?
1: Uh, No, so as far as we know, my uh, clubfoot is just idiopathic. I don't have any other uh, major physical abnormalities.
0: Okay, I think with idiopathic, we know that clubfoot can be caused by a combination of genetic and environmental factors, Mm -hmm. um, like the amount of blood flow to the fetus and amount of movement the fetus is allowed to have in the womb. Um, But with that genetic component, is there anybody else in your family that has? this
1: no as far as I know I was the first person my dad was so um, worried when he saw that about my ability to be able to walk he thought I was going to be in a wheelchair and actually he, he always tells me um, if th- they weren't going to be able to fix it through surgery he was just going to cut my foot off with an axe like at home so I could get like a prosthetic so I wouldn't be in a wheelchair
0: oh my gosh or okay I well crutches I'm glad it didn't come to that
1: yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that everything worked out just fine and I can walk and run and-
0: yeah, it actually is really amazing, the treatments that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 1948, when the Ponseti Method came out, mm-hmm. with Dr. Ignacio Ponseti. Um, and that's basically a method of casting and then bracing for the first basically five years of life, starting as soon as possible, even with within the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, and in most cases, that can really give a totally normal, life and patients can walk. And even with those bilateral patients, um, there's a really good success rate with that. Do you remember um, what your treatments looked like?
1: Yeah. So I had, um, a very severe curve to my foot. So, um, they couldn't start off with the, uh, one stretching method. They had to mm-hmm. actually wait till I was old enough to do surgery on it first. And what they, when they did that, they, um, I don't know the technical terms, but they just reconfigured the bones. So they gave me a, you know, like an actual well-defined heel. They lengthened my Achilles tendon and, you know, I got scars from that. And then once that had healed, they were able to um, cast.
0: Okay. Do you remember how old you were when the surgeries started?
1: Maybe about like one.
0: Okay. So definitely older than a lot of patients were. That. Six months.
1: Six months to one year, somewhere around there.
0: Okay. Wow. And then, so from there, did they do kind of the normal progression? I think typically you get like five to six casts that go all the way from foot up to like your hip, and then you kind of graduate to um,
1: a brace. Oh. No, I just used casts when I was a little baby, and then I do remember I used to have one of my braces still around... Um, but it, it only ever went up. I guess it would have gone up to my shin when I was a baby. Okay, but now it's probably very very tiny Yeah. Um, but I did have to have I, I remember I had to have surgeries later on as well. Um, okay, when I was Maybe about five. I remember I had another surgery.
0: Do you know if that was another Achilles tenotomy? Uh,
1: I think that was part of it and I think they did just some more general reconfiguring of my foot
0: Okay, very interesting.
1: Yeah, It's really amazing what they can do nowadays, but it's kind of sad how, like in other countries, they just don't do that for people and people are stuck walking around on crutches and it's like, this is a problem we've basically solved.
0: Yeah, it does seem like something that resource availability shouldn't really affect, but it totally does, um, which is obviously really unfortunate um, and definitely an area we have a lot of room for improvement in. but as for you, like in Louisville, did you, were you able to find treatment here or did you have to yeah. go to another city?
1: Uh, no, is was at Jewish. I just got it all done at Jewish. Um, when that was a hospital, now Louisville owns it, so. Okay. Yeah, just right a couple blocks over.
0: That's amazing. And you stayed there for the first, the whole time? Like you're even up to your five-year surgery?
1: Oh, getting the surgeries done there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They did let me go home
0: though. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't the live there for five years. Yeah. Um, do you still have to go in for follow-ups at all? I think I
1: was supposed to. I don't really do it. Sometimes I go to a, a physical therapist and they give me like some some new suggestions. But for the most part, it doesn't give me too much trouble that I'm not already used to. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a little arthritic. Uh, can't stand for too long. Can't run for you know too far, or else it starts hurting and all that. Um, and then like you said, the posterior compartment of the leg the muscles are smaller and then just in general all the muscles on the left side of my leg are a little bit weaker just from not being able to use them growing up you know because mm-hmm. I was in the cast for the whole time right and so because of that my right leg's a little bit of hypertrophied, and it's definitely affected the way I I walk and like I, I notice, like when I go upstairs I, I go upstairs funny. I kind of like hop so I like I don't if I'm not paying attention I won't use my left leg to lift my weight up Oh, I'll just sit. I'll just like that, kind of like a pirate's peg leg. Okay. They just like stand on it. They don't really <laughs> move with it.
0: Mhm. And just really relying on that right leg. Yeah. Okay. Even
1: though I don't need to anymore. Yeah. Like, the leg's strong. It's just still so ingrained. Sometimes. Does it ever hurt? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, More yeah. like on the ankle. Or yeah. Kind of all the way up. The ankle. So it feels like uh, they said I'll get early um, arthritis because of it, and I definitely feel that when it rains sometimes it like mm-hmm. hurts and sometimes it's really bad and I just have to like pop it and like stretch it it doesn't have as much uh of a range of motion either yeah as, a, as like a normal foot uh but yeah it was bad when I was uh I used to have a, a job where I had to stand all day I had to get special uh inserts for my shoes to like level me out because my oh, yeah. feet aren't like the plane my left foot isn't, doesn't lay flat on the ground. It's kind of at an angle. Um,
0: like you're resting on the outside of it?
1: Yes, like a okay. yeah.
0: Wow. But you roller skate, don't you? I
1: do roller skate, <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. I can only do um, derby skates, like four-wheel skates. Mm-hmm. I can't really inline or ice skate because my ankle's too weak to support my weight in those.
0: Oh, wow. So I
1: can, not like, balance I on this foot. I would never
0: have even thought of that.
1: So if I do ice skate, I've ice skated a couple times before, and when mm-hmm. I do that, I basically... Um. don't use my left foot a whole lot I basically am just like scooting like on a scooter when you yeah. just use one leg and that's how kind of it is
0: okay is there anything else you feel like in your life that is affected by your CTEV
1: um no not really I mean just some very minor stuff I try not to let it hinder me from doing anything and mm-hmm. for the most part it has and that's not a, a huge challenge they did a lot of they did great work with fixing it up um but no I did you know I had I did martial arts for like 10 years on it and that was it was always fine <laughs> okay better than fine I, I kind of kicked ass <laughs> good I don't know if you can say that on here we'll have to no you can't it's okay, okay. <laughs> um
0: is it like going through all those treatments when you were little I guess even up to like five years old when you had your last surgery, that's like pretty old, so I guess you remember.
1: I remember them taking the um, stitches out of my, or the sutures maybe, out of mm-hmm. my leg, and it, it was called a butterfly suture, and the doctor was like, you know, being a pediatrician all about it, and she's like, oh, we're gonna take the, the butterflies ready to come out and fly away and all that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's just like a sweet memory I have. Yeah,
0: is going through those treatments, does any of that have did any of that influence your decision to become a doctor?
1: Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> like I said, it's really just not something I think about most days. Yeah. It's kind of just there. Like, you know, some days it hurts, but I'm. it's not like, oh, man, it, it hurts today. It's like, yeah, this is just a Tuesday or something. You
0: know? mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure that's what your doctors were shooting for, that you yeah. would just not have to think about it much um, and really just get to move on with your life. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add about your CTEV or just about your experience with the medical field in general?
1: Yeah. Something, uh, I think a lot of people don't think about when they think about uh club foot is the difficulty in finding shoes that fit. <laughs> uh, cause you know, I got two different sized feet, you know, we did start, they did surgery on my left foot. It doesn't grow as far. It's about two to three inches shorter than my, my right. Um, so when I was younger, you know you just start going through shoes so fast my dad would like sneak the the like a different size shoe in the box but now they're <laughs> too wise on that so now i either have to like buy two pairs of shoes or just like deal with it and most of the days i just i usually deal with it i used to buy special shoes and i'm like i don't care about this anymore
0: that is so crazy do you like i guess you buy the bigger size and like stuff yep. the toe yeah
1: well no i don't <laughs> even stuff it's it. too much effort i just so you can see like, yeah down here there's like three inches difference there and an inch at the big toe. Oh my gosh. But it's like noticeably different than if I had my shoes off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is so interesting.
1: And it kind of looks like a seal slipper a little a, bit. A seal flipper. Yeah. So it's not like um, well differentiated on everything. It's kind of just like, you know, because they, they didn't put any prosthetics in when they did my surgeries. They just took what was there and made it work in the right shape mm-hmm. as close as they could. Like it doesn't, again, like I said, doesn't have great movement right but it is it does work it does bend when I need it to a little bit so it keeps me keeps me on my feet
0: (laughs) well good I had definitely not thought about the difference in shoe sizes I feel like mostly what like in lecture they focused on was like the muscle difference yeah but
1: changes everything I
0: didn't think about the actual like size of your foot yeah
1: also it changes how I run I people make fun of me I I have I run on my toes because, you know, when you run, I just don't have that range of motion to, like, mm-hmm. it's just easier if I run on my toes. Like, a, kind of like a horse.
0: <laughs> there you, you go. You have to run
1: on your toes.
0: Whoever named it knew what they were talking about. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> okay, well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I feel like this has been very informative. You enlightened me on all the things I wouldn't have even thought to ask you about. So, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Anytime. And if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about Ryan's story or even just seeing pictures of him like in his cast um, or whatever he chooses to send to me, um, you guys can check that out on our Instagram page, which is at Case Study the Podcast. Um, and we'll have some extra, like, bonus behind the scenes material there um, that will hopefully help you guys get a little bit better idea of what we've been talking about today um, and just further your learning. So thank you for listening, and thank you to Ryan. Have a good day, everybody.